0: May is over. The numbers don't lie. Bob Gray, mail me that fucking belt.
1: You're listening to
0: the Pittsburgh
2: Pile what the
1: hell is that podcast.
0: Oh, hello everybody. It's the Pittsburgh Pod Podcast. And you know what day it is. It's Thursday. That's the day that we record this. Once again, I gotta I feel like I'm going to spill it out for everybody. We record on Thursday. You listen when you listen. But today is Thursday. And that's all that matters to us right now is today. Holy crap. Between last week's episode and this week's episode... It feels like there's been just a dump truck full of stuff happening in the wrestling world. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm going to cut this nonsense short so that we can get right in to the ham and eggers that is this podcast. Ransom the Madman is here with Beef the Legend, the returning retaining champ, Tiger Bomb Tom. Poop the Bard is so mad that Tiger Bomb Tom won this championship yet again off of a tie that he is out somewhere in a ditch Just venting, berating, probably using his once a year to poop his pants. And maybe we'll see him later on in this podcast. Maybe we won't. I don't know. That's up in the air. We'll have to wait and find out. But we're going to talk wrestling because there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. What do you say?
2: Let's do it. Um, AEW. I have some bad news to to, to begin, though. Well, good. Um, Bad
3: news beef. Here it is. Yeah. So I'm afraid I got some bad news. Um... I, I was gonna call you guys, but I didn't want to do it over the phone because that's the real schleps way to do it. But I, I I gotta be I'm I'm letting you guys go. You you guys are being future endeavored. Comcast has made me a lucrative offer for the podcast, but uh you know, I I, I can't have you guys' long term contracts associated with it. I'm sorry. Have a great life.
0: Listen, I feel like I am accepting of this. I feel like Comcast acquiring the beefsburg beef driver beefcast is a smart move on their part the pittsburgh pile driver podcast will continue however i feel as though we won't do quite as well without the financial backing of comcast yeah. and without the star power that is beef the legend so i, I appreciate your kind words beef and we will endeavor to struggle <laughs> on However, I feel as though we might not make it to iTunes anymore. We might get relegated to like,
3: you know, JTunes.
0: Yeah, JTunes. <laughs> or,
3: know, uh, probably. That's, that's the, probably that's an that's actual the, thing. That's the Jewish podcast. Oh, uh, no, I was
2: waiting for it. How All right, so um,
3: let's okay. So, so let's not bury the lead here. Let's not get mired in the crap. Let's talk about Double or Nothing. What a fucking show, huh?
2: It was. Um huh? the only the ah! Ah! The only thing uh the only thing that I apparently missed whenever we were outside having a smoke break or whatever was the the fucking inner circle repelling uh down into fucking the stadium or whatever and i and, and the only reason I know about that is because I um you know I follow most of if not all of them on Instagram and I saw sammy Guevara's uh little vlog about it and I was like holy shit I was like i I want to go back and watch that part now specifically but uh yeah <laughs> uh fucking hell of an event top top to bottom a great great show not not much i think i can speak for all of us saying that not a whole lot that we could really pick apart from all of it like anything that was really bad i know i know we have a couple of things and i'm sure we're gonna touch on them but uh we're there,
0: though. wait now listen i'm a little pissed can i be a little pissed
2: yeah you can. Is, right, that so even, is that even a question? I mean, like that's that's you.
0: That's how. I, that's pretty much how I live my life. But yeah. don't judge me. The, how, listen, though, I'm a little pissed. Why is it that we, on a consistent basis, get either jaw-dropping, amazing events from AEW, or really good, really solid, pretty awesome events from AEW? On a consistent basis. And why do we continuously get either whelmed, underwhelmed, disappointed, or I threw up in my mouth reactions from WWE? And not even all of the WWE, because let's face it, most of them are throwaway pay per views, special events, whatever they're calling on the cock now. But even the big four, SummerSlam's disappointing survivor series disappointing rubble ah, yeah whelmed mania night one great night two vomit mouth why is there such a pendulum swing between these two companies and putting on awesome events
2: do you uh, i'm gonna ask beef's opinion do you think it do you think it's because of just because it's the new thing still and we haven't had years and years and years and setting ourselves up for disappointment? Or is it just is it really just because WWE creative is stale and stifling and fucking way too over controlled and AEW's is or organic?
3: Complacent. Same as whenever you start your, your 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 new job, you're excited, you do well, you're like, shit, yeah, this could be my career to the moon. <laughs> and after, you know, a couple years of having your soul crushed, you're like, well, ain't going anywhere here. Maybe they will just fucking phone it in.
2: This is a lot of projecting um, going on, but go oh on. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, it's, it's for the most part, it's true. I'm sure that there are careers yeah. out there that actually reward you for working hard, but I haven't found one yet. Um
2: the Pittsburgh Power yeah. Driver podcast does that. No, we don't. <laughs> Where's where, where
3: my forty nine ninety nine? Um, I was trying
2: to I was trying to get an intern back besides Jared Listenerman.
3: <sighs> no, oh go. my bad. Yeah
0: we do great things here at the Double. The, the, the,
3: the <laughs> best. The the best <laughs> things here. Anyway, um so I I believe that WWE has found a a way to make money uh, a, a way to capitalize on the overhead and a way to produce, mass produce shows that are, while not mind-blowing are okay and uh, AEW is like, hey we need to get that money we need to get that moolah, we gotta get this cash, so they're new, they're hip they're trendy, they're fly. They are trying to uh cement their viewer base and continue to add to it. Whereas WWE is like, hey, we got our viewers. Let's pound this merch. You know, let's 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 sell this 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 the sponsor. Let's, you know, get TV deals. So, uh, you know, different methods of business Really, I think is the answer to that question. Um, Different methods of business, as far
0: as like, because I'm not talking about making money. I'm talking about, hey, I watched something great on television happen in the ring. Right. But WWE knows. This brand new company, essentially, let's face it, they're new. And then you have WWE, who has been around forever, who likes to get a hard dick talking about Raw be in the longest running episodic blah, 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 Boner City ace What? Why, what? They have all the money. You, you can't put on a, go- a show as good as AEW and it has nothing to do with production quality. It has nothing to do with pyro. It has nothing to do with music. It has nothing to do with guest stars and celebrity bullshit. You can't put on a wrestling match
3: Anywhere as good as a AEW? They Why? Do. NXT, they NXT, produces, NXT NXT produces NXT quality, it's still WWE. Yeah, but Shut up! I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about NXT.
0: They're I understand
2: really
0: that. Know that. My, are, my the pay-per-views
3: that you see are the ones that I'm talking about. I get not it. the NXT takeovers. I, I I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. Um it, like I said, man, the old man values his 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 coin, he could give a fuck less whether they put on a five-star match or a one-star match. If they're out there schlepping the product, if they're out there, you know, making the company look good while they can, I don't, you know, I, I don't know, man. So, WWE was criticized a couple years ago for having two long pay-per-views. So what they do, they 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 really made it high and tight. They have put together two and a half hour uh programs now that have about five to six matches on it. Um I I don't know, man. Like AEW because I mean, realistically, the roster talent is probably about the same. Um and and again, I to be fair, I am an AEW mark. I'm an AEW fanboy. I am the podcast rather than an AEW fanboy. But I will readily admit that WWE has a lot of fucking talent sitting in the wings. Well, less now than it was three days ago, but I guess. Oh, yeah.
2: And we'll get to um, that. <laughs> yes.
3: They have the talent. They have the tools. They have the the, the, the blueprint. Um Matt Morgan? I, I don't know, man. I, I just like I oh, I man, feel man. like it's literally they found a way to do TV. Like segment one, segment two, segment three, segment four, and we're out. They found a way to. I like at the end of the day, I want to make it about money, and I guess it's not really about money because at the end of the day, whether a pay per view is four hours or seven hours or fucking three hours or two hours, they make the same amount of cash. I would imagine from the Peacock. So, um, I you know I I. I can't explain it. It's, it's it's the same. the the same questions come up about NXT versus WWE. Why can NXT consistently have amazing uh, special events month in month out, whereas WWE sucks the bone?
2: I think it could I, also be because of the fact that with at least with AEW events and AEW pay per views, we're not getting them once a month or sometimes two a month, depending on. Depending on you know, when it falls in the calendar year, because we have had that before. Um, so so I mean, you know it it feels it, it's the same thing. If you like you've made the analogy before, you know, having a steak dinner is awesome, but if you have it seven days a week for two months straight, it 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 loses a little bit of luster. So I think the fact that we get the NXT uh, takeovers you know once a quarter, And same with AEW pretty much getting these events, you know, once every couple of months to, you know, once a quarter or whatever. It it feels a little bit more special. It's just like it's kind of goes back almost to the territory days when, you know, you'd you'd have somebody that was hot. You know, Abdullah the Butcher was hot in one area of the country wrestling and, you know, build a star, build a star. And then once the luster started to wear off there, you move them to another territory and then it feels like it's brand new again, even though it's not. Um, you know, it's a, same thing with, like, um, when you get wrestlers that come in from another company, regardless if they've been doing it for, you know, five to ten years before they got to WWE, it's still a big deal, because in in the zeitgeist of WWE, you know, the, the quote-unquote casual fan, or the quote-unquote WWE diehard fan, maybe hasn't heard of or seen this person's entire body of work. And they could come in and do some of the same, you know, character shtick and everything that they've been doing outside of WWE for for however long too. So I I think I I guess I kind of answer my own que- part of my own question. I think it's because the AEW is still so new, and it's not it, we're not as jaded from AEW as we have been with WWE because we there have been numerous times as we've as is well documented that we've been let down by wwe we've been we've been underwhelmed or just whelmed you know
0: so i'm gonna disagree a tidbit with that okay just because and my my disagreement isn't on aew is new and shiny and ooh and wwe is over here like i've been there done that seen it all the time a bing bong bang you know i'm i'm not I'm not an AEW mark, you know, fanboy or whatever like beef is. I'm a I'm a wrestling mark, wrestling fanboy. I I will appreciate whatever company the wrestling comes from if it's wrestling that entertains me. If it's a match that entertains me, I don't care where it comes from. Right. Like I don't like I'm you know, if you had a triple threat match at SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Backlash, pick a fucking place. And you put three people in that title match and that match was as amazing as the triple threat title match that happened on double or nothing. I'm not going to shit on it and go, uh, look at that WWE being the ding dongs. Look at that. doing the thing. Like I'm going to see it and go, Hey, wow, that was a great ass match. Now I might go in into it with a little bit of like a jaded scope. Like, Oh boy, here we go. Drew McIntyre's in the match again. And, oh, bull, here we go. Here comes Bobby Lashley again. Like, hey, but if they put on a banger of a match, I'm gonna look at it and go, shit damn, I was 110% wrong. That was a crazy awesome match. Right. I don't understand why why and I don't think it has anything to do with, ooh, new shiny great over here, and oh boy, seeing that every month over here. Maybe. I, I don't think it's that. I'm tired of seeing Randy Orton. Yes, he's been around for fucking ever, and it's time to push somebody new instead of Randy Orton. But. If Randy Orton goes out there and puts on a banger of a match, I'm going to look at that and go, "Whoa, okay, well, Randy Orton's been,
3: you know, he's been around a while. And I'm a little tired of him, but damn, well, like, well he really and killed it in that match." Real quick, Tom, that's something that I was going to point out too. Is that AEW is great at really hearing the fans, picking up on the ground swells and going with it. Um, I don't think Orange Cassidy was destined to be a main eventer when he started with AEW, but they saw how the fans connected with him, and boom, here we are. He's had like three or four main events, and he's impressed in all of them. Um, Jungle so Boy. Do you think AEW like, listens to the fans and WWE is tone deaf? I do, 100%. When, when, when you have to pipe in your own crowd noise, because you are worried about the live how the live fans are going to um, react to your own shit then yes you are tone deaf to the literal definition well fair point um and, and I- that's and that, that that's it man it's the wrong people how often do we see like when Kevin Owens first came up and uh he I think he beat Cena once and then Cena beat him like three or four times in a row and that was that like how often is it a guy that we look at man man they, they, they can't go wrong with X, Y, or Z, and then they get buried after, like, a month, and we're like, well, so much for that, and we see Roman Reigns or Randy Orton or, you know, insert fucking legend here. Like, even, even Edge, man. Like, I love Edge. Do I think he deserves the title? Hell no. Hell no. Uh, what, what, would I pop for one last Edge run? Maybe, if it's done right. But, like, at the end of the day, I want to see WWE go with the ebbs and flow of the audience and then how people are reacting and i think aew does that a lot better because they have their finger on the pulse versus vince who is like we create our own pulse
2: yeah and and i and I, to ransom's credit i i agree with you 100 percent ransom in the fact of when you said you know it doesn't matter where the wrestling comes from if it's a good match you, you know you'll You'll compliment it, and which is point proven. Whenever after we got done watching the backlash pay per view, you, you know, you even said it like match of the night, Roman Reigns and Cesaro. Like go back and watch it. The triple threat match from uh, Lashley, Strowman, and and McIntyre was also a really good match. Um, you know, just just a little bit under the uh, the the universal title match. So I mean, you know, we'll give credit where credits due, but we're gonna shit on. We're gonna shit on it where where it's deemed necessary as well. So, with that said, uh, Ransom, if you have to criticize one thing from Double or Nothing, we'll get the negative stuff out of the way first. Uh, What uh, what's something that you would say you didn't like about Double or Nothing?
0: Um, I don't know that I would say that I didn't like. I I didn't particularly like something. I, I liked it all, but. I think the women's title match was a little underwhelming. I didn't dislike it. If I would go back and rewatch this entire show, I wouldn't skip it. I would still watch it. But I think beef said it best and I'm sure he can expand upon it is that those were two phenomenal women wrestlers in that match. But sometimes you can put two phenomenal women wrestlers, or you can put two phenomenal wrestlers at all this has to be any specific gender you can put two phenomenal wrestlers in the ring at the same time and sometimes they're just not going to mesh or you know all the cogs aren't going to line up and it's not going to flow smoothly and i feel like that's what happened with that match i think it was still uh you know a very well done match and i didn't dislike it but it was probably the lowest on my ranked matches for the night as far as something i disliked uh, really, I can't say that I dislike much or uh, so, or if anything.
3: you know, you know it's funny. Like we all kind of came out of the room with the same opinion on that women's match. Like it was good. Uh, it, it needed a couple of extra tears. But like it's been roundly praised. So I'm wondering if maybe our expectations were too high. Or if maybe we weren't dialed in enough, uh, I think I have the rebroadcast. So I'm gonna go back and watch it, but um, like I I, I wonder if because I, I remember the the first part of the match being kind of sloggy, uh, and, and and not really connecting. But then I remember the last five minutes being outstanding. Yeah. So uh, I, I I I wonder if maybe we didn't give it a fair shake. Maybe for me.
2: Oh, I was. Just... The, I was I was gonna say I went real quick I went because uh, I'm I'm not gonna take very long and I think I know what beef is gonna say is his dislike for the night so uh, I, I'll I'll agree with ransom that that was like of the matches that was probably like the one that uh, like I enjoyed them all but of them all that's probably the one with just as far as the match quality. That I enjoyed the least, but the outcome I absolutely loved. I, I'm so glad to see Britt Baker get her. So a big congratulations to Pittsburgh's own Dr. Britt Baker DMD. And yes, I just Punx- did the finger finger point as I punctuated DMD. um
3: Tawny zone. Her yes. Finger.
2: Yes. Well, Pittsburgh zone. She's built from Pittsburgh. She's Pittsburgh zone. Well Potato Potato. Um, hey, no
3: as a hey, as a as a central Pennsylvania guy, born anyway, uh, I I I will give central Pennsylvania as much credit as I can when I can. So, so we're, we're gonna, gonna call coffee. this
2: the Clearfield Power Driver Podcast now.
3: You yeah. know, damn it, no. <laughs> Beef. Go ahead, Tom. What's your what's your business? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, for me, it, it's it's a no brainer. Uh, from bell to bell, from the beginning of the push to the awkward promo, like oh. to the completely everything out of nowhere, Cody versus a go-go just missed on every single mark. There it is. Um, I, you know, and, and it's tough to say like that they missed the entire mark, but like, you know, like every other match is out here hitting, triples and home runs and like Cody versus a go go was striking out the side boy was oh. that bad that's
2: that's um, the only match that I was that's the only match that I would say I had a problem with booking wise as far as the outcome of like like just, really like why why have Cody go over like that was my only that was my biggest gripe as far as booking goes
3: the only thing I liked about the match was Cody working the hand of a go go like he's a fucking boxer you work his hand, smart wrestling, and I love Cody. That this, this this is what's infuriating, and this is what takes me back to fucking 2002. Like I loved Triple H, fucking metalhead, check, badass, check, let me go T, check,
2: banging Stephanie, like, check.
3: But I mean, like when you're consistently known to be in the ear of the boss, or in this case are the boss and you consistently are the victor man that gets the stink to high heaven real quick um th- the whole thing was shoehorned in man cody being like for one night i'm going to be the american dream and it just happens to be on the eve of memorial day and i'm gonna wear the red white and blue and i'm gonna have sparklers in my ass and a fucking <laughs> oh, rocket god. in my crotch oh like, god You know, and and fucking eagles are going to carry me to the ring. And, you know, when my baby comes out, she's going to be Miss USA right away. (laughs) There was just so much like boom, boom. And I mean, here's the thing. Had a go-go won, it would have been a perfect mirror to Rocky. Which, while not the finest thing in cinema, has a very good cult following. Uh, And would have made sense. And would have made a young guy's career. And would have capitalized on an honest-to-God athlete. An Olympian, for fuck's sake. And, and made uh, him. Uh... And, and just nothing, man. Like, Cody won crickets. Nobody fucking, nobody cares, Cody. Yeah, that was a pretty flat match
0: as it pertained to crowd reaction. That was probably the quietest I heard the crowd all night
3: long. They just didn't seem into it. And everyone's like, oh, man, they're tired. Oh, you can, tell, you can tell the audience is tired. No, no. They popped real big for Britt Baker winning. They love the Omega match. Stadium Stampede was a big was was a big round, round success. If they were tired, they would have been sitting on their hands for those three matches. Cody versus a go-go stunk. The crowd wasn't tired. It stunk. And let's be real. Everybody's getting real sick and tired of seeing Cody win. So. Yeah, and
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you there, because I went back and I rewatched watched the awkward promo that he gave. Yeah. Oh, if there was a cringeworthy moment ever in AEW, you know, I'm not sorry to say it was the Cody promo.
2: Which, which like, one?
0: Oh, the, the one where he went on and promo. talked about having, like, him and, uh, him and Brandy having an interracial baby. And oh, blah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It. yeah. And it's like, dude, do you not know? Who you're facing in this match? Yeah. Is that not a like? Is that what? What are you doing here? Yeah. Like you're really. Oh, uh, I mean, if plus, there was ever a time where where AEW was tone deaf, I feel like that's it right there. Plus. Like you're for either the fucking... sh- shit, That's not done. Oh. You're okay. either supremely tone deaf, or you're really trying to capitalize on. You're trying to capitalize on the emotions of a riled up country at a time where you really shouldn't be trying to capitalize
2: i think that's something like this yep i think you i think you nailed it with that second point there because of the fact that we knew that the pay-per-view was going to be on the eve of memorial day and you know chase the american dream recover regardless of what color your skin is and blah 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 i think i think you nailed it there
3: Man, like right now, trying to drum up patriotism is not the right move. And if you're going to do it, have your fucking heel be from fucking like Luxembourg, Germany, or fucking like communist China, or North Korea, or fucking Fucking Russia, Russia. fucking England, like the country that's pretty much handled the pandemic the best out of most everywhere in the world, you're going to pick fucking England? Like, right now, and I'm not, I don't want to make it political, I really don't, but right Let's now a lot of people, people are not viewing the USA as the best thing in the world. So trying to drum up patriotism against an English guy, you know, USA sworn enemy, the English. I just, like, I, there are so many questions I have as to why it happened, the timing... Like who thought it was a good idea? I get that Cody wanted to be the American Dream for one night and wanted to do his father's legacy proud, and all of that. But man, the whole thing just felt shoehorned. It's like they're like, hey, you know, those pay per views the night before Memorial Day, right? Let's do let's let's be fucking American. Like you know, the red, white, and blue running through my veins. Dun 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 da, 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 da. You know, like, wrong I, company. I, mm. I just I just don't fucking understand it, man.
2: Well that's the most American that's the most American thing you can ever get there brother brother strumming a strumming a guitar on a green screen superimposed in front of the Washington Monument big old thick boner for America
3: give Cody sliced a couple bread years to get two. there
2: What's that <laughs> What'd you say Ransom?
3: Huh? Huh? I said
0: sliced bread number 2
2: Oh there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man yeah,
0: this this Cody like I Cody needs to go away for a while um
2: just not win for a while.
0: He was I don't know. You know, like like beef said, I like Cody. I like Cody Rhodes. I like the way he wrestles. I like how he does promos. But if there's something that I could criticize within AEW on a fairly consistent basis, it would probably be Cody Rhodes. And- um from what he's doing here with this Memorial Day Bringing in race, blah, 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 American dream thing. Oh, tone deaf is all hell terrible. What do you do with the TNT title? Constantly winning. Ah, oh, you'll get there someday, son. You know, giving the young kid a tassel on the head like, ah, oh, good job. You almost beat me, the wily veteran. But you'll get there someday, kid. You keep shooting for the stars. And it even goes back to the whole, you know, pot shots at WWE and Triple H. Smashing the throne. Don't get me wrong. At the time, I jumped out of my seat and thought that was the greatest thing ever. I'm like, stick it to him. Stick it to that fucking big nose Triple H motherfucker. You get him, Cody. Get him. But the more I look back on it now, it's like there's a pattern here, and there's a pattern of probably questionable to poor decision-making, and it all seems to revolve around Cody Rhodes.
2: So and there's something else that um, I forget who it was that brought it up when the event was on. Um, going back to the booking of stuff, kind of leading up to it, um, you you know, look at look at what's been going on. You've had Anthony Agogo as part of uh, QT Marshall's factory faction there. So Cody already beat QT Marshall. Um, I, I'm sure he's already had. They've already had dust ups with the other members of the of the factory if they haven't already. Now it's pointless because Cody's beat QT Marshall. He's beat a go-go, who's been like the heavy featured hand. So now what the now what legitimacy does the factory have? Like who fucking cares? Cody just beat you guys. We don't give a shit about you now. Like the legitimacy
0: kinda... against Cody, nobody.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just you know, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't that. It just doesn't make sense from a, from a booking standpoint. I, I don't. The
0: factory is going to have to move on to somebody else. They can't keep feuding with Cody, right? Because you beat the two biggest, hardest hitting guys.
3: You can't do it, right? But the factory's only existence is to be a thorn and Cody's side, because so. And I don't know how much you know about them, but the factory was Cody Rhodes' students. At, you know, the the Monster Factory, Cody's uh, uh, school. Right. And, you know, storyline-wise, QT, like, swooped in and said, hey, guys, you're with me now. Har, har, har. Like, now that Cody's pretty much, like you said, put QT to bed, and now we'll go-go. It's like, well, guess we failed. It's like the Dungeon of Doom. Once Hogan beat the fucking giant, everyone's like, well, so much for a fucking Taskmaster.
2: Exactly. See you later,
3: the fucking shark. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Oh, the shark. Like, I... I, I want to believe that it's a big fucking two-year slow burn heel turn. Like, I want to believe that Cody is cognizant and conscious that he is becoming what he hated. I want to believe that so badly, but I don't. I don't think Cody understands that he is becoming the new Triple H. And, yeah. and I'm sure he would probably argue to hell against that. Well, I don't have a title anymore. How could you know? I'm, you know, I'm not putting myself over for three years.
2: I could never challenge but, for the world title, you know. Yeah,
3: but you are though. That's the thing. You are like Triple H was kind of the gatekeeper to the main event. Booker T, RVD, both guys who stepped to Triple H, Kane, uh, who stepped to Triple H uh, and failed ultimately, but then went on to have main event careers, uh, you know, because they fared so well against Triple H. Look at Cody. You know, um, fucking Eddie Kingston, um, Ricky Spanish. What the hell's his name? Ricky. Uh, yeah. Ricky Starks. Ricky um, Spanish. Fuck, that's that's what Brittany calls him all the time. He fucking. Oh my
2: go, god. Ricky the bad the ba- the bad thing is is there actually was a, the uh, the as soon as he said Ricky Spanish I was like wait a minute. Like that's a that's a streaming person that I know.
3: <laughs> so. Oh it's American Dad. It, it, it's it's Roger from American Dad, his best what persona a, ever. Roger's
0: personas. What an amazing, amazing
3: show. Anyway, yeah, I, I can't can confirm. But yeah, I mean like you know, all of these people like came real close to being cody and he's like, Good job, kid. And now they're like big time players. So like it's it's so frustrating because again, I, I wanna say to myself, because you remember when he was TNT champion. He held that belt and he started acting real cocky. Like Arn Anderson got in his face and was like, listen, man, you got to start, you know, wrestling smarter, blah, blah, blah. And that just all kind of evaporated. Like nothing ever came of it. Cody never returned heel. And I'm like, maybe it's still forthcoming. I don't know. But it's it just last. that that was the only thing that I have any problem with at double or nothing. The only thing.
2: Right.
0: So let me ask you this. This has nothing to do with double nothing, but since we're still talking about Cody, I want to get your one last opinion on this. Both of you. Okay. Do you think that Cody doing what he's doing and doing what he's been doing is more helpful or more hurtful? Because, sure, maybe, you know, he's a little tone-deaf sometimes. He's taking some unnecessary pot shots at WWE, constantly putting himself over. Blah blah blah, but like Beef said, he's kind of the gatekeeper to the main roster. A lot of the guys that he's put down in matches have gone on to become main eventers on the AEW scene. So, is what he's doing at this point, if you had to pick one, more helpful, more hurtful?
2: I don't think I can personally pick one. I think it's, I, I think it's, it's one of those to be determined. Like it, it's. What he's doing, it depends on where it goes afterwards. Like with Ricky Starks and everything like that, like yeah, it was it was helpful. But <laughs> if you I know, right? <laughs> but if you uh but but looking at like QT Marshall and uh and the other members of the factory, if if they don't do something with them and they don't move them on to another feud and don't find something for them and feature them, then then it's all for nothing. So I, I I hate to say it, but it's a little bit of both.
0: Um I, bad job you know, of following directions, but okay,
2: yep. b hey, that's all right. That's what I do.
3: I don't see anywhere where he's helping the company. Wow. Um, outside of his skill in matches, which he's amazing, Cody's great. And he is he he has a very charismatic promo minus the one before the, the fourth one, um, like he gets it. He's a guy that has the entire package again, much like Triple H, a guy who understands wrestling, who understands how to work smart, not hard, but can work his ass off. So he's he's a great hand, as they say, but like him constantly not putting over people is going to be a big fucking problem. Because at the end of the day, when you have guys like Jungle Boy, who challenged Cody and lost for the TNT title, uh, let's say that he eventually wins the, the AEW title, Cody can then say, hey, remember whenever I beat you, kid? Like, it, it, it's just... I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just feel like, as a wrestler... And as a personality, and even as, like, a a, a social media ambassador and a guy who's out there doing the fucking, like, other shows and shit, Cody's great for the company. But, like, booking-wise, him... And and I don't know that he's making those executive decisions to go over, but I I can't help but feel like it. So, like, that is doing nothing but hurting the company. Even, for example, whenever um, Taz's kid, Hook... Turned on Cody. Like, Taz brought him out and said, Hey, this is my kid Hook. He was, was, you know, with Cody. Now he's going to be with me because screw Cody. Like, that went nowhere. It's like, what's the fucking point of announcing him as somebody that Cody was training if that's not going to come up again? I just... I don't know, man. Like, I I do love Cody Rhodes. I definitely do. I think he had a strong career after WWE. But right now um outside of his actual performance in matches he's hurting the brand
2: okay so Jeez. um now to switch gears a little bit um i i know we've said that we enjoyed the pay-per-view as a whole top to bottom uh give me give me something give me one thing that really stood out for you ransom uh, across the whole show if you can
0: oh absolutely i can um everything was everything Air quotes everything. Yeah. Was was pretty amazing in this in this show. But when I look back on it, I will see a tie in, in the, the two best things that I saw in this show. And the my rationale for this is because we constantly, consistently bitch about WWE doing the exact opposite of what AEW did in these two things. Okay. First off, Jungle Boy winning the Casino Battle Royale. It came down to Jungle Boy and Christian. If that would have been within a WWE pay-per-view, I guarantee you, with as much certainty as I can muster, that Christian would have gone over because it's Christian. Everybody knows Christian. Finally, at last, he's on his own. He won.
2: What?
0: not the young guy not the young kid not the kid that needs the push and the rub from christian which is what aew did aew had to come down to those two guys yep and for uh, for a moment there i really thought uh they are giving it to christian they're absolutely giving it to christian and then jungle boy wound up winning the damn thing which is hey aew thinking toward the future christian's not going to be around forever Christian's not going to be the guy that beats Kenny Omega. And people look at that match and go, oh, shit. I wonder who's going to win this, Christian or Kenny. You know who's going to win that match. It's obvious. Christian's an old dude. He's been around. He's great. But he's not the future. That uh, that moment right there ties with Sammy Guevara getting the pinfall victory in uh, – pardon me the stadium stampede match because again it could have gone to Jericho the greatest of all time and if this stadium stampede match again would have been within WWE Jericho would have gotten that pin it would have came down to Jericho and MJF in the middle of the ring and Jericho would have won it but nothing again against Chris Jericho this is AEW looking towards and planning towards the future it's them thinking long term hey Chris Jericho the GOAT But is Chris Jericho going to win back that AEW title belt? Probably never again. They featured Sammy Guevara as the person that got the win in that match. After all the stuff that's happened with Sammy, he's paid his pence, He's paid his dues. He's back on top. That is such a smart thing that AEW did, letting him get the victory instead of Jericho because they're looking towards the future going, Sammy Guevara is one day – going to be the champion of this company. He's the one that's going to be putting butts in seats. He's got longevity. He's super impressive. We're going to give him a push. We're going to give him the rub. Two things right there that WWE consistently does not do that AEW did an amazing job of at double or nothing. End of speech.
2: Yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, Those, those definitely stayed out to me. Um, I had, I had already mentioned Britt Baker winning. And just because, you know, I was, I was, I was finally happy yeah, you I know, see I was happy to see her finally get what I felt that she deserved. Um for, for a little while now. I mean I, I, I feel like it, it was like one of those things that was, you know, a foregone conclusion that eventually was gonna happen. And you know, I and I'm glad that she finally got it. Um so there's that. Um I, I would say I was uh I, I was definitely very happy with the stadium stampede match that definitely stood out to me, like it, it, not for just the reason you said, but everybody's uh, everybody's performance, and it, it was really great. Uh, the the stuff between Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears, um, you know, whenever they did the whole thing, and he's sitting there just tap 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 with the chair and everything, like opening into that. That was great, and then like fucking parkour, Sammy. That was that was awesome to see. Um, the, 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 the heavyweight title match, the triple threat match between Omega and, and Pac and, and Orange Cassie was so well done. Um, there were legitimately times towards the end when I really thought they might give it to, that, that Kenny could possibly lose it. And even though, like, in my heart of hearts, I was like, no, nah, there's no way they're going to do it. There was a part of me where I was kind of like, oh, shit, they might. They, they, you know, tonight might be the night. Um, it, it was one of those things where they, they really brought me out of being a, uh, they brought me out of being, a, you know, a smart mark and really had me fanboying out and was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Um, so good job to AEW. I, 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 I commend anybody. I, I commend any organization when they can do that with, when, with the, with the work in the ring and the story that they tell through their physicality in the ring, just the way that everything is laid out there. You know, if you can have me second guessing myself when I'm so sure going into it what's going to happen. Good job for you. Um so I so I feel that they did a really really fantastic job with that. Uh what say you, Beef?
0: Don Callis. Shit.
3: Shit! I think it's I I think it's amazing um that we have all picked different things that was amazing about double or nothing. And we're all right. Uh, in my opinion, which is fact, uh, easy. Well, no, no, no. I think, I think we're all right because you know, we're, we're we're all right. Well,
2: I was saying that your opinion is fact.
3: I think everybody's opinions are fact here. Um, so for me, the opener was an absolute firehouse, man. Like that was bell to bell. Probably the best singles match of the night. Um, all, all due respect that to That is Miro a and, bold statement, cowboy. swallow your food. All due respect to Miro and Archer, who I think up. had an How about amazing that? match. Ho-ho! I think that uh, Hangman Page oh, and Brian Cage had an awesome match with the sun setting and the ring being lit up like that. Uh, the crowd was hot. Uh, I mean, it, it it was it was awesome, and, and of course, you know, it was a great match, great storytelling between the two of them. <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued to see where hang where uh, where where Cage goes after this, and Hangman Page is back in the number one ranking. Um, and then fucking Young Bucks doing Young Bucks things, man. Like, if there was a doubt in your mind that they are the best tag team on the planet, you better check yourself because. All, again, all due respect to FTR, they've been awesome as part of the pinnacle. But, man, the Young Bucks continually go out there and put on amazing match after amazing match. It doesn't matter it Doesn't it matter if they're facing FTR, if they're facing Moxley and Kingston, if they're facing the, the Varsity Blondes. Like, fuck, they could be facing, you know, I don't even know. Like, name, name a job or tag team, the Bushwhackers. They would put on a fucking oh. clinic with them. <laughs> I think that that match, and and I did, forgot to update my match of the year candidates because I think there were a couple on this night, but oh I think that the Young Bucks <laughs> versus Mox and Kingston was probably up there uh, in terms of match of the year contender. Um, but yeah, those are th- those are my two standouts of the night. Let's you-
1: let's not beleaguer the fact that is is everybody else just imagining the Young Bucks versus the Bushwhackers. <laughs>
2: Oh God, I I did for no. a moment after he said oh, it, no. and I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd pay all the money in the universe to see that.
2: Oh God, well, well, Poot, uh, we we kind of already uh, touched on it, but since you weren't here, I want to get your opinion, and uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, thankfully, you've made it out of that ditch. Um, so, what would okay. you say? We're we give me the negative and then the positive. What would you say? Is one thing that you disliked, or you know, thought that AEW could have done better with Double or Nothing? And then you know, give me something that you like that really stood out to you, something that you know, that really really impressed you for the whole night. Besides, I know that besides the whole card.
1: <laughs> oh damn it! Okay, I know, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna. I seriously was gonna say that. Honestly, for me, it was it, it was the uh, Bucks versus the Bucks versus the uh, Wild Things. Like that was incredible, and they told such a great story. And it completely throws out, throws the baby out with the bathwater of the argument that John Moxley has, you know, he has that lineage of what some people would call a mud show. Yes, they're Um but um I, I I think that that was the highlight for me. It was so entertaining, it was so good. And um then the negative, of course, it's Cody.
2: Yeah that's the negative (laughs) we we had about we had about a good 10 to 15 rant 15 minute rant about cody as as it were so i'm not surprised to hear you say that (laughs) oh
1: it was it was just it was just very tone deaf Yep. it was tone deaf and it was it was just stupid and the wrong person went over the
2: end see this is this is how much of a connection that the four of us have before poot even got here tone deaf was the word that was being thrown around as it were and that you know what i'm just applause to us yeah to
3: us also hi guys hi poot Hi, poot. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean you know double or nothing <laughs> obviously right now is the show of 2021 uh so far uh we yeah. still have all out to come we still have summer slam uh and some more cool. nxt uh yeah a happiness and fun times to come. NXT in your so, house, of turd I have no doubt that it will be it's challenged. WrestleMania Summer Slam.
2: It's, it's not WrestleMania backlash, hell in a cell slumber slam in your slumber. house. Slumber. Yeah. Slumber slam.
3: What you mean? Suspense and defense? Um, oh no. oh no, somebody, I, somebody <laughs> tweeted that out it's and I saw sense. that. I'm like, that's perfect. That's it. There it is. WWE <laughs> presents suspense and defense. Um, <laughs> You know, they're they're and Dominion. Dominion's always a great show for NJPW. So what is uh, what like, is
2: Dominion? Is that uh,
3: that... It's coming up here real quick? I believe the main event is uh, Okada versus Shingo for the um for the uh, currently open heavyweight title. By God, if fucking Okada wins, I riot. Like,
2: <laughs> well, get uh, ready to riot.
3: Fucking Shingo deserves that title. Uh, I. Oh,
1: Long Long Okada
3: wins. Listen, enough about
0: Kung Pao wrestling. I have a question. Wow. I appreciate, good, I appreciate good wrestling, regardless of where it comes from. But here's an insensitive comment. Comment of ransom. Oh, did I hurt your delicate little feelings with my insensitive
3: comment? Oh, no, Jag. Off easy, off. I'm you're, easy no, Alex no, Jones. Calm down. I'm saying, you're a, I'm, I'm saying you're a hypocrite. You're like, I appreciate good wrestling, regardless of where it comes from. Well, I'm telling you, fuck it. It's going to come from New Japan. Like Yeah, man, I appreciate good wrestling
0: things i don't appreciate shut the hell up beef i'm sick of hearing your fucking mouth flap here's what i want to know is does jungle boy stand a decent enough chance at beating kenny omega for the AEW title
2: beating him no putting on a great match yes
3: no because it's announced that kenny is omega that kenny is defending the title in two weeks on dynamite uh they're not going to drop it on a random ass dynamite uh, if he's, gonna he's drop defending it. it against Jungle Boy on that dynamite, yes, yes, in two weeks oh. back to his normal time slot. So, if he's gonna drop it, it's probably gonna be at all out. Um, we'll see how the summer progresses because he's got matches with Moose uh, and Andrade before that for the Impact title, TNA title, and the AAA title respectively. So, um, I you know we'll we'll see how the summer unfolds. Uh, to see what happens at all out but it could be that he may not even want to lo- you know lose it there uh, but yeah no, now, one of the things really that we had with. talked about
0: before beef was the order in which kenny omega loses these belts after having defended successfully the aew title at double or nothing do you still think that kenny is going to wind up dropping the aew belt first or does that opinion change after having seen this event
3: i think and it i, I so that's still my opinion. I, I'm, I'm still saying that, that sh- should be what happens. But given that he's going up against Andrade and Moose, I have a hard time. He may get past Moose with the help of the Good Brothers. I think he drops the AAA mega title to Andrade because he's had it for like the last year and a half.
2: I think that's the uh, first to go as well.
3: And I'm certain that they're probably looking to get that belt back in the fold to be defended on a more regular basis. Uh, and Andrade is a hot commodity right now, so uh, I think I think it makes sense for Andrade to be the one to beat him first. Uh, I again I don't know that he'll that he'll lose to Moose. Um, there may be some chicanery, but I don't think he'll lose to Moose necessarily at um, Bound for Glory. Is that what's coming up? Bound
1: for yeah, Bound for Glory.
3: So I think I think that that may be yet to come, that the TNA and the Impact titles. Um, but I you know. Honestly, the way that the wins are headed, it seems like it may be in reverse order. It, he, him losing the AEW championship may be the last thing that he does. So, Okay.
2: So, um,
1: I yeah, the, the AEW championship being last makes sense. And can you just see the, like, once he loses the other two belts and he only has the AEW championship, he becomes, like, a wild man, just, like, clinging to it, like, always holding it close to his chest and, like, mm-hmm. being paranoid that like everyone's out to get him and like yep. just a desperate man at the end of his rope you know that's what I, mean? what I said
0: at the in the last podcast that's what i said it harkens back to the days of the paranoid rattlesnake yeah where he, you know he was always thinking that somebody within the alliance was gonna stab him in the back and uh you know it was either angle with the ankle lock or rock with the rock shooter yep you know they had that submission locked in and steve austin he's He's not trying to reach for the ropes or anything. He has the WWE title belt in his hands and he's clutching it, gripping it, screaming, not letting go of that belt. Yep. I, I would <laughs> love to see that kind of heel champion of Kenny Omega, just desperately doing anything possible to keep that belt in his clutches. I'd be all dude, in for that. Oh, dude. You, you. Oh, you yeah. just, you
1: just gave me like, whenever you were talking about that, that time period of Austin, you legit gave me goosebumps. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh man, like that, that was so good. And Steve Austin, you know, we know he can tell a good story and stuff like that, but seeing, seeing the rattlesnake vulnerable like that, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it's it's gonna be like with Kenny, seeing him that vulnerable and scared and, you know, just, just like always go into Don Cows and be like, Don, they're coming, Don, they're... and Don's like, Kenny. <laughs> Please relax. Like trying to calm him down, and like he has dark circles under his eyes, and he's just manic. You know what I mean? I love it. Right? It's,
0: oh, that'd be amazing.
2: It hits all the right marks, honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So speaking of Andrade, he was uh he was not not too too long ago, uh future oh future. Endeav- yeah. Oh yeah. He was recently future endeavored by by WWE. Um, and I and I know our very own Poot the Bard uh did a little bit of fast count news on some very very recent releases within the last couple days here uh you want to you want to go ahead and get into this and let's let's talk about it
0: yeah Oh wait, hold on on real quick before you start on that real fast i'm sorry to interrupt but this bear saying okay can i get a quick fast count news jingle here real quick (laughs) got it We, Poot, before you join this podcast this evening, right at the kickoff of the show, Uh I have some distressing news for you. Uh Uh-oh. Comcast has recently picked up the contract of one Beef the Legend, and we, the remainder of the P3 podcast, have ourselves been future-endeavored by the legendary one himself. It's a very dark day for us here.
3: They really wanted to keep you guys. They did. They told me how much, but I mean, your, 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 your long-term contracts were just really hanging up the sales. So, uh, you know, good luck in all of your future endeavors. Well, you know what, you know what, (laughs) darkest day
1: I, I've had a good run, uh, you know, and I appreciate it. And I was always happy with, uh, you know, how Mr. The legend treated me and, you know, uh. And uh,
3: Mr. The Legend, that's my father. That's, that's my father. Thank you so much. You can just call me beef. Oh, <laughs> um, you? I'm no Mr. The Legend.
1: Hold hold on. You, uh, you, you give me one second. I'm going to, I'm going to wind up for this. Uh, and also, Discord is being super fucky. So, uh, can you guys hear me? Do I sound okay? Yeah, yeah, you sound you fine. You sound great. Oh. Oh, great. Well, then never mind. Anyway, so, yeah, speaking of which, now, hey, you know what, guys? Tom, Ransom, myself, you know what, guys? We're in good company because we have the likes of Aleister Black, Ruby oh. Riot, oh. uh, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, Buddy, Buddy Murphy, oh. um, and, um, oh, damn. I had the uh, the other one. The bef- Huh? Lana. Yep. Lana, and, uh, and uh, Braun Strowman. Now, the the thing here, I from a business strictly business standpoint, I absolutely get it. Okay, I I can understand because Strowman, when he negotiated renegotiated his contract, you know he they were paying him. I I believe, if I read it correctly, it was a million dollars a year on the downside. Yep. Like so, like. Oh my. Yeah. So like he he renegotiated when he knew his worth, and he was smart. Now like i can understand if they look and go okay they uh, you look at all the previous cuts even from the people who work behind the scenes people who were there for literally 30 years like that was their career and then it was just literally one day they just go hey you're done like yeah unceremoniously nothing just you're done um and and that's the you know the kind of the way of the world and it sucks, but if you see this giant wave of releases they've had lately, it's very telling, and it really does make Brian, was it Brian Alvarez beef? Um, uh, Brian Sean Alvarez? Ross, no, Sean, Sean Ross Sapp. Sean, Sean Ross Sapp said that this, this really is convincing of a sign that, they, that WWE is going to be looking to sell the company. It really makes sense, because they're making money hand over fist right now. They really are. Like they've they've turned a profit and some better profits than they have in the past, like some of their best ever. So, like, if you see a standpoint and you see Braun Strowman, he he has one of the biggest contracts. And if you look at the people who are up there with him, you look at the Roman Reigns. You, OK, between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, who are you going to get rid of? Uh, like, I mean, Braun. I, you know, and I hate to say that because I like Braun. And and he's done a lot to improve his attitude, his work ethic, and plus the way he looks. That man is a legit monster oh, among yeah. men.
2: Absolutely, and, he is.
1: But then the, the thing that the thing that makes it confusing for the consumer, and this is where WWE is dropping the ball. You want to release your employees, knock yourself out, but do it whenever they're not being built for something. Like Braun Strowman just wrestled. At, at uh, Backlash, or sorry, WrestleMania Backlash, uh, in that three-way match. And, <laughs> and I got to tell you what, that was one of the highlights Though we talked about, that that three-way match oh. with uh, McIntyre and Lashley and, and Strowman. They all looked great. They got their stuff in. Strowman took that Michinoku driver, yep. like, you know. What big man in the industry that's as tall as him and as beefy as him can take a move like that? Let alone having someone else who's able to give someone like that a, it just you have him in this big high profile stuff, and then all of a sudden you kick him to the curb. The uh, curb, the one that makes less sense is Aleister Black. Now, now Tommy End, um, he he, like they were doing a really cool thing with this, um. With with this tales of the dark father, and building this character, and just last week, just last week they had him come out and attack Biggie Langston. They had him come out. It was it was like he was or he was starting a promo with Biggie Langston, right? Like they were they were gonna pull the trigger and kick off this new version of Alistair Black that was actually intriguing, and like him wearing those glasses. I watched his live stream on Twitch where he talked about his release and he talked about all the idiosyncrasies of this character that he's had. He said, Alistair Black, the concept behind him was what if the devil had amnesia? That was the concept for the character. So, and he, all these things he did with like his, his ring gear color and like the, the, the parts of that and then his music and then like the lighting, the way he spoke he put the thought into that. So and he said, I did all of this and do yourself a favor. Go watch Alistair Black's um, or Tommy End. If you go watch his uh, Twitch live stream where he spoke about this, it, it's fascinating. How, and he said, I did all this while being handcuffed. Imagine Please. what I can do when I have no handcuffs. Yeah, I was like, right. and and then the other thing that he talked about was the the idea of this new character and how they were just kicking it all off. And then out of nowhere, nothing. And what what is Biggie Langston supposed to do? Is he just is I'm sorry, I'm calling him Biggie Langston. What's Biggie supposed to do? Is he supposed to just be like, oh, that was weird anyway. Like, how do you pretty much? That's
2: that's exactly what they're going to expect him to do.
1: Yeah, and or like, insert to me,
2: insert another heel here. Hmm. You know what I mean?
1: And that's and that's the problem. It is. Is that like they're they're that this shows WWE how how much they think of the fans, not how much they value their opinion, but what they think of them. They think that they're gonna immediately forget. Like and not even like a couple weeks down the road when everything kind of you know equalizes out a little bit and you know com- comes back to a center point, um, but but literally ne- this week, this Friday, they're going to expect you to just forget. Like and and it's ridiculous. It's insane. The only benefit from all of this is that we are going to get to see what Braun Strowman can do on the Indies. We're going to get to see. I am over the moon that Tommy end is going to be out there running around again. I'm hyped. Like it was the same thing. Whenever Andrade got released El Idolo, you know, he gets to go out there and be him again, really be him again. Like you, you don't like this. Isn't a bad thing for the wrestling world. This is a confusing thing because, you know, Lana. Okay. No offense to Lana, she'll do fine. She'll probably go to AEW with 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 uh, with Miro, or she'll find something else to do. It'll be fine. She'll be great. Ruby Riot, wherever she lands, they are going to get a gem oh, of a yeah. talent. But I she hope, never had the. Ch-
2: I hope she go goes. To a- I hope she goes to AEW because that's that that's the that's the one thing that we've said time and time again can use the most yep. improvement in AEW. Having having her go to that women's division, my God, that would be amazing for them. That
1: would it be a would, huge it boost. Would, it'd be a big win, and she has a really unique look. And yep. she's just – she's literally, you know, uh, uh, over uh, – like, she's full of charisma, just overflowing with charisma. And, like, you don't – you can't buy that. You know what I mean? Um, and wherever she has some place where she's not kind of put under thumb, she's going to do great. Now uh, like now here's here's the big question because for me, I would personally like to see Tommy End go to I'd like to see Tommy End go to Japan, personally. I would like that. I think he would be a better fit now that AEW is expanding their shows. I think there's room for him. But where do the big one for me is where do you see Braun Strowman going
0: there was a article that was posted on the internet and i can't remember who posted it and again internet so take it or leave it but it had a quote in there and i don't know the exact quote but it had something along the lines of braun Strowman saying when he's when he leaves wwe he's done wrestling now yeah. maybe he gave that quote a while back thinking when I'm ready to retire, when I'm ready to leave on my own accord, I'm not going to wrestle anymore. I don't know if he gave that quote with any sort of anticipation of, they're going to future endeavor me, and I'm done wrestling. I don't know when he said this or what his thought process was at the time. But I would tend to think in you know my stupid little brain that that quote was based upon when my contract is up, if I don't feel like renewing it and I leave, I'm done wrestling. I don't think that quote was given under the auspices of well, if they future endeavor me, I'm done.
1: Also, but auspices. Again, I could be wrong. Great word. Great, great like word. It. That was that was a ten dollar word, ransom. Um but I don't know where he goes really. I don't know. He'd be, he'd I, be a good no foil for. He'd be a good foil for Moose, wouldn't you agree, Beef?
3: Um yeah, I just like Do you think TNA
0: would be beneath him?
3: I don't or know, Impact, that, whatever it's called. I don't know that Strowman's heart is in wrestling. Uh I think it was a right time, right place kind of thing with him in WWE. Right. And if you go back Strowman's done a lot of burying of uh, indie guys, uh, especially over the pandemic. Uh, Evil, yeah. you know, being one that he buried pretty hard about good luck getting work and all this other stuff. Oh. But, yeah, so uh, one of my least favorite lines in the, uh, the WWE 2K video game series is fucking Jerry Lawler spouting off this line 87 times a match keep your words soft and sweet, you may have to eat them later. Like, this is yep. a perfect example of that. Um, open mouth, insert foot. There's no room for him in AEW. Um, none. I don't think they want him. I don't think they need him. TNA, because of yeah, what okay. he
0: said or because of his work ability?
3: Both. Both, I okay. think. Plus, I think word is out that he's a pretty toxic guy. That his, uh, his attitude in the locker room is that he's a pretty big ego, so... Uh, they don't they don't want that. They don't need that. Um, TNA'll probably take him um, if they if they if they can get a good deal. Um, I, I, I think he'd make a lot of sense in Japan. Uh if if if, if Bronston went to Japan and really kind of cut his teeth over there. Just a I big
1: ass gaijin.
3: Yep, I think I think he'd be a big top gaijin in no time. Um,
0: Do you think I, there's any possibility of him trying to transition to UFC? I was None. thinking
2: that when, when after the after we just mentioned the quote there, I was thinking, I'm like, well, does that mean that he said he's done wrestling? Does that mean that he's going to go to UFC? Like, I don't know.
3: None. You don't you think, don't think you he'd don't make an attempt for that? The greatest athlete of all time, Michael Jordan, trying to try, try, try to cross sports. He was the greatest basketball player of all time. And I think one of the greatest, if not the greatest athlete of all time. He went to, um, MLB, the uh, Chicago White Sox picked him up immediately and he was trash. Just utter trash in, yeah, but- uh, in baseball. My point here is that it's apples and oranges. Like, MMA is not at all wrestling. Bronström is not conditioned. Bronstrom is sure he has size, but uh, we don't know if he can actually, like, hit somebody. Uh, we don't know if he's actually got any pain tolerance. So... No, um, you,
1: you know, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say, I because he did it before he started wrestling, did he? I, I, I didn't well, know. No, 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 no. I'm my what I'm gonna say. I, I the reason hmm. that he got out of it was he was competing, he had his pro card, he was a strong man, yeah, and I wouldn't mind now that he's made his money if he was smart with his money he could easily go back to competing and he would absolutely get an invite to like the Arnold or the world's strongest man. I, I could see him doing that.
3: Yes. Because I think that that's where his heart is. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's what he wanted to do. Like I said, WWE was just right place, right time. Black, I think is more of an enigma. Uh, Tommy. And uh, if there was still yeah. a UK indie scene, I'd say he'd probably end up there, but you know, Oh, WWE progress. Yeah, and, well, yeah. and, and well, no, yeah, Pro- that, that's about it, you know.
1: Progress tweeted about him, about his release. Oh, did
3: they? Interesting. They said,
1: oh, yeah, they 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 basically said wherever he lands, he's going to be the guy. Like, well, they basically were like.
3: And now that him and Thea Trinidad are married, I think they're married. They've um, been married for yes, a for oh, yeah, while. For a while. Like, I, he's probably not too keen on going back to the U.K., so, uh, I mean, Japan makes sense, but again, it's, you know, about the two of them now versus just him. So, I mean, AEW makes the most sense for Black. Um, I, honestly, I think the person who had the most success at Impact would be Ruby Riott. Uh, I think that their women's division is a little step above AEW's, uh, and, and I think that she would be a fine set piece for them. And uh, Lana is... Lana, I I would love to see her back with Miro on AEW. Yeah. Um, If she does, she does. If she doesn't, you know, she's going to be successful regardless of what she does. Because here's what I'll say about Lana. Like, for the past seven months, they've been handing her a big old slab of turd sandwiches. She's been eating them and smiling, man. Like, she's been going out there. She's been doing her job. She's been working hard. She's getting better. Like... So she'd become more than just a piece of eye candy. She's becoming an honest to god wrestler. So um unlike Eva Marie, which you know, thank God they had the money to bring back Eva Marie uh, after oh, all these fucking people. Um you know, Samoa Joe, we don't need a alistair Black, get rid of him. Fucking Braun well, Strowman, let him go. Eva Marie, bring her in. Let's go.
2: Well, we'll see. I mean, the like like we just said, they, you know, they they had this build-up with Alistair Black, and then all of a sudden, you know, Future Endeavored. So who knows? They could, they could turn around and get cold feet and say, "Well, we still need to make more cuts." Okay, what? fucking Eva Marie, you're gone. Then again, they could have brought
0: in Eva Marie for a hell of a lot less than any of these people yeah. that had previously been that released. Too. so That too. That too. Might not be a big, uh, a big hurt for them to keep S- her if she's not getting paid a big buckload of cash. So, oh, so what if Tommy? What?
1: What if Tommy N goes on the indies and goes all dead everything? <laughs> oh,
2: God. All right. All right. So you, you kind of, you touched on it, Poot, and I, and I kind of want to expand on it here. Um, it, it is also something, sure. it, it was also something that uh, I can't remember who sent it in the group chat, um, but talking about, you know, whether or not it, it's being speculated that WWE might be looking to sell the company and yeah and i wanted to bring up some points i watched a video uh from uh over on youtube so you know if anybody wants to search it out go search it out it's probably one of their latest videos but i think the i think it says something about like you know why why vince would want to sell or anything like that and i want to bounce some i want to bounce some stuff off of you guys here and get your thoughts on them after so uh you had mentioned poot it, they really have like wwe has been very profitable especially during the pandemic that's not you know not just because they made a whole bunch of these roster cuts to both uh performers and backstage but you know you look at the you, you look at the thunderdome and everything they've still been able to put on a show but you know not having to do the um not having to do the work of traveling the road and paying the road crews and stuff everything is there you know in one place that they have to do it from so you know you you take some you take some cost factors out of that uh yes you also lose some cost factors with the with the live event merchandise but you still have the wwe shop so you know they can still peddle their merch regardless um so it you know if WWE is looking to sell, it does make sense with everything that they're doing because you know they've the profit margin has been high they've been they've been cutting away some of their staff like like we mentioned and you know some some of it some of it I'm gonna say it, it sucks for the people that it happens to nobody ever wants to lose their job you know um, but it makes sense from a business standpoint that if they have a department, of something that has like you know 10 people in it and they can do it with you know half of that well then yeah it makes fiscal sense to do it and you know and and this isn't this is me necessarily praising uh praising or damning wwe but just kind of laying it out there like just kind of putting out there what what the you know what what may the the tea leaves may hold here um but if you think about it you know it makes sense You also kind of got to go with the the trend of things like wrestling, you know, when it's popular when it's not this and that, Um, you know, the WWE has, uh, you know, they're they're kind of in the zeitgeist and everything with, you know, being on Peacock and everything, maybe reaching out to some some newer eyes and things like that. Um, So they're kind of it's kind of would be on an upswing. So if they are making all these moves to sell, it makes sense and obviously i think one of the biggest things would be vince himself if there's ever going to be a time when they would sell the company it's you damn sure better believe that vince is going to be the one to kind of want to oversee it and like navigate the sale because he's a big control freak i I don't think it's something that he would want done you know, once he's been ousted or after he would decide to step away, which let's face it, we've said that that'll that probably, you know, never happen. He'd probably die in the gorilla position before he ever steps down. But you know, it it, it would make sense in the fact that if Vince if Vince were, you know, if Vince and, and I'll say Vince and Company, if Vince and Company were to sell, you know, he's he's built this legacy. Vince McMahon himself you know he's built the legacy this would kind of cement it that he kind of you know he he took WWE from you know from the ground literally up to this global phenomenon and I mean and what a legacy to leave if you're gonna do it and I mean you know let's face it I mean there's been other times like when we thought you know they were down and out and stuff like that and I mean, he's beat the steroid scandals. He beat WCW, etc. So I mean, it. You know, if they are making all these moves, and, and it all signs are pointing to, you know, to WWE selling, it, it kind of makes sense. It it, it. it. You know, seeing the writing on the wall, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And I don't necessarily think that it's a bad move if they were to sell. But what? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Just chime in. Go for it. All right, can
1: I th- I think it, it goes along the idea of I'm, I'm not going to say much on this because like there's it's just all speculation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. Like for me, it's the whole idea of if they're thinking strictly business, it's buy low, sell high. You know, they're turning record profits. They can show the numbers and they can say, look at how good we're doing. Pay us you know sideways ate money for this company and it can all be yours
2: and the numbers uh, they'll, don't they'll, lie and they spell disaster
1: the, well
2: uh, and, and
1: maybe whoever takes over for it will fucking make it better anyway the um but like um when we're when we're done on this topic i want to digress back to Alistair black because booker t opened his big dumb mouth and we'll get to yes
2: that. oh boy
0: beef talk about selling we got it we do got it what do we got
3: uh, I think it's going to happen. Um, the tea leaves don't usually point the wrong direction. Um, they have been cleaning house since WrestleMania. They made some inner office uh, personnel changes. So I I, I 100... And I've, I've been believing that they've been shopping their wares since last year. If you remember the rumors right before WrestleMania came out about them trying to sell... Uh, and then the pandemic happens and then everyone kinda of goes shit shit shit. What do we do? how do we fucking make it through this? And now that we're kinda of, sorta of, making it through it, things are getting back on track, including the, the, the company's plan to sell. Um it it makes sense. Um the company's I think worth like four billion as of March of this year. Um and they'll probably get double that in 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 the amount of a purchase. So Um, I'm all for it, because, honestly, it couldn't get much worse. My only fear is that if they sell the company, that uh, those um, interned employees that are McMahons, like Steph, like Triple H, uh, will not follow, and therefore, NXT would be who fucking knows what that's my only fear of this whole thing otherwise it's all it's all it's all positives i see
0: i would be i guess personally i would be surprised if they sold strictly from the standpoint of you know it's been said by us it's been said by people who have insight I'm going to say more insight because we have no insight. It's been said by people who have insight into WWE and into Vince McMahon. And, you know, Jim Cornette even said it. And, you know, we love to shit on Jim Cornette, but there are times where he says very accurate and salient things. And one of those things was uh, Jim Cornette has said he very much doubts Vince McMahon has gone to a movie. In the past, God knows how many years, he very much doubts Vince McMahon has been to a grocery store. Like, wrestling is Vince McMahon's life. I, I would be shocked if WWE, if he sold WWE, strictly because that's Vince's life. What would he do if he sold the WWE? Like, just sit back and pump iron? Vince McMahon, is he gonna sit around and enjoy time with his grandkids? No, I don't think so. I don't think he could survive that way. I think Vince McMahon would very rapidly go downhill and per, and expire shortly after, because that's his life for the past, I mean, look back decades since he took over the WWE, since he took it over from his father, Vince Senior. Wrestling and the WWE have been Vince McMahon's life. So it would floor me, honestly, to see him sell the company because that's who he is. Vince McMahon is the WWE. And even if he remained involved with it, he wouldn't have the amount of control, I don't believe, that he has now. And... I just, I don't know that Vince McMahon could do that, because when that is so much of your life from, you know, decades and decades of it, now suddenly you're going to sell it and do something else at the end of your lifetime? I, I, don't, I don't see that from him.
3: Well, let's keep in mind, and, and yes, I, I 100% agree with you, it would be a Joe it, it Paterno situation. In that, like, that's all that's keeping him going. Once that's gone, you know, boom, he's going to be dead within a couple of months, likely. Maybe not. He's he's in good shape, regardless. Let's remember that Vince McMahon is... I, I don't know his exact title, but yes, he owns WWE, but he also sold much of his shares. WWE is a publicly traded company, and because of that they have a board of directors the board of directors is there to make sure that their stockholders are well represented so vince mcmahon may want to drag his feet and not do anything but at the end of the day the board of directors is going to make that call and uh it obviously you know it's 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 a broader concept than that controlling interest etc but all of that being said um, I think at the end of the day, if, you know, the board of directors is like, hey, we're selling, Vince may not have too much of a leg to stand on.
2: I, I, I will say that's one thing um, in that WrestleMania video uh, that Rans- what Ransom brought up about like, well, what would Vince do after the fact? He, he's not the type to just kind of just sit on his laurels and, you know, just go fucking pound salt on, on his yacht somewhere. Um I mean if he really wanted to he's he's got a myriad of other things um yeah you know, that I think he could find to keep himself busy I mean I know I know that it's failed twice for him but there is the XFL I'm sure he would I'm sure he wouldn't try you know wouldn't mind trying to revive that yet again he's he's a very determined individual you know um and I mean and like I said he's he's survived through a lot you know a lot of other times when we thought wwe and him were down and out or you know whatever Uh, he's he's come through he's he's a very savvy very smart businessman um you know you got wwe studios um yeah i i know i i know it's it's one of those things like uh but i mean maybe i i don't know it's uh, well see no evil i i never saw that but i'm i'm assuming it's Ah, a lot better
1: It's mediocre at best. Um, but better than the chaperone. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, fucking any Manos, the hands of fate is better than the chaperone. <laughs> uh, the, no, I, I I, apologize if this was brought up uh, while I was looking up those two lovely gifts um, that are in the, the chat for you faces. Okay. Uh, but Vince McMahon, next thing, he sells WWE, and he goes, what do I do now? Vince McMahon goes into MMA.
2: Oh, God, no. <laughs> Uh, oh fucking hell. I
3: you know, and and, and I and I just I just did a real quick cursory search and he uh Vince owns like forty <laughs> I'm sorry forty-three <laughs> percent of the stock. And so he but he owns like eighty-three percent of the controlling votes. So uh apparently he would be able to vote uh, you know, but basically how Vince votes is how the company goes. Even though he only owns forty three percent of the stock, that's a weird fucking thing. But b- bottom line here is that I can't. Uh, I it, it it just it just makes good fiscal sense right now because I think with the product being damn near an all time low, their value being damn near an all time high. I you know I I just like. I don't see the problem why...
0: there, be Is that you see the product as an all time low? Does Vince see the product as an all time low? I'm willing to bet he probably doesn't.
2: Or do I his buyers? Do. do his I buyers?
3: Think, I mean, yeah. Well, and, and, and at the end of the day, like, I'm sure that potential buyers are looking at the buy low, sell high thing too. They're looking at it like, hey, man, Raw bringing in like 1.5 ratings. Like, let's get in and jack that up. And then we can flip it and sell it for double what we're buying. Um, is it going to work? Who fucking knows? Um, you know, I'm, I, it, 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 it could be a conglomerate that buys WWE. Uh, if it is, that muddles the thing even more. Who knows? It could be fucking Ted Turner. Um, I mean, didn't we
0: talk at one point, too, about how, like, Vince probably doesn't give a shit about the ratings at this point as long as the cash is coming in? Yep. Like, as long as the money's coming in, who cares what the fans think about the in-ring product? Who cares what the ratings are if their stock keeps going up and up and up and their revenue keeps going up and up and up? And that's what all these releases could be. It could just be, okay, you know, we're going to cut these big contract people because A, you know, we're not going to, what are we going to use them for? Like, are we going to use them for anything? Are they going to be, uh, a Keith, be in a Keith Lee situation pretty soon?
3: Everybody I mean, else on that list that, like, I mean, can like, be... Look at Alistair Black, though. Look how long a, he's Every all Everyone else on that list you can convince me of, but Strowman's the stickler. Like, Braun Strowman, one year ago, was the guy that bailed them out whenever Roman Reigns was like, I'm not going to do it, two days before WrestleMania. Strowman says, hell yeah. He's a former Universal Champion... Uh, or no, former WWE champion, excuse me. No,
2: well, no, former former Universal champion. Well,
3: the Universal, I, yeah. I can't remember. Okay, I can't keep this you anymore. But like they've.
2: Yeah, cause fucking... that, sorry. Cause that was, that was the, uh, that was the title that the Fiend dropped to Goldberg, that Goldberg dropped to yeah, Sherman. Right. Yeah.
3: Less than a month ago, he was in a main event. You can't tell me that all of a sudden the winds have blown. And he's, he's, a, he's, he's a Vince McMahon guy. He's a big burly dude. There's no way that the wind suddenly blew the other way and Vince said, let's get rid of him. If if Strowman was not involved in these cuts, I would understand your point, Ransom, and say, yeah, it's a possibility. But with Strowman having a high-value contract, having a long-term contract, and with everything, all the money and time that they've put into Braun Strowman, making him a, a main eventer, like, I, I, there's the only viable reason I see that they get rid of him, unless there's shit that we don't know, like political stuff or like, you know, fucking like uh, Me Too stuff. Unless there's shit that we haven't heard about yet, the only reason they would get rid of Braun Strowman right now is because they're getting ready to sell the company.
0: Wow. I, I mean, you, you very well could be right, but. I don't know like I don't I guess when I look at Braun Strowman's release that doesn't set off the oh they're going to sell flags uh, you know if they let some if they let other high profile people go who have been multi-time champions who have been constantly on top who have you know they have pushed and pushed and pushed if this, this would have happened to Roman Reigns or um, Seth Rollins or if Cena was still there this would have happened to cena or taker like super big name guys that's what i would have been like oh boy now shit's happening but i just i don't know I, I i very well could be way off and i'm not disagreeing with you here i'm just saying that Strowman's release doesn't set off the they're gonna sell alarm bells
2: well i mean i, mean, I, I yeah i don't know i mean i think it's also if you you're not wrong in the sense of, like if they did do that to roman or somebody else like that would be a damn like that would be like an automatic indicator but but like beef said you know when you have somebody that's got a high a high contract and a long-term contract um and, and who yes he he had been featured re- as recently you know as like the last month like you know not even a month ago or whatever what within this last month uh i i think it's a matter of they they looked at the money that they were hemorrhaging on him and then they looked and they said you know are we really going to feature him and if they didn't have a definitive yes if they're if they weren't going to catapult him into a roman reigns type of uh you know situation in the company then then absolutely they're going to get rid of him and and make you know make whatever room they can um Money-wise, you know, so... Yeah, I, that,
0: and then, like, with him being in a title match, too, it, I guess, I don't know, maybe I don't put too much stock in it because it was a triple threat title match. Like, maybe Strowman was there to allow um, Lashley or McIntyre to rest at times. Maybe they thought that Lashley and McIntyre had been played out and it wouldn't be as interesting... As if they would have been able to have a triple threat match where, you know, three people were banging each other up and, you know, be bopping around the arena.
3: I I, I don't know. I I just. So let me give you an example, Ransom, because we talked about this very recently. Um, When Moxley was on his way out, they did everything that they could to basically stick a fork in him. They made him look awful. I think he lost like three or four times on TV clean to Drew McIntyre on his way out mm-hmm. to basically disparage the guy. Um, and yet, they're going to let Strowman go two weeks after he appears in a main event looking good in a main event. He didn't look like shit. He didn't win obviously, but he, he didn't they, they, they didn't bury him. To, to me, like that to me, Yay! that's oh. just the, oh. that, that's what's telling to me is how they did business uh, two years ago with the guy leaving versus how they do business now. That's what sends up the red flag for me. Not the fact, I mean, so his, the fact that he was released was a big deal. But the fact that he main evented no more than two weeks ago tells me everything I need to know, that basically they weren't anticipating on letting him go. Same with Alistair Black. That's why they had vignettes queued up. That's why they were putting this new interesting character, because they had a plan in place until something happened, until something changed, and they went, oh, all right. Uh, Lana is another example. She just wrestled on Monday Night Raw literally just wrestled
2: you actually watched raw
3: so yeah but didn't
0: they have other people that they have let go in the past who had just wrestled on like a raw or a smackdown or even a pay-per-view before they let them go that doesn't seem that uncommon
3: if you can find them let me know but it's pretty uncommon um normally if
2: they usually keep them off tv
3: yeah normally they keep them off tv or if they're going to be on tv Like, in in Moxley's case, where they were trying to get him to stay, but he didn't, normally they'll, you know, bury him as they're going out the door. That didn't happen with any of these people. Lana, I think, was in a fucking tag team title match a couple weeks ago. Um, So, like I said, man, like, this just screams of, like, okay, here's the plan for these people. And then, you know, two weeks later, somebody goes, wait, no, we're changing our mind. Yeah. And, and I get that that's a Vince McMahon thing to do, to say, wait, no, I've changed my mind. But, like, this is, like, some long-term planning shit. Because, again, it's not like they just brought Aleister Black out of nowhere. They had him doing vignettes for the last month or so. So, I, I that's what I'm saying. Like, this is kind of, like, out of left field. Something, like, happened to kind of, like, start the process. Yeah, something- so, I, I think...
2: Some sort yeah. of catalyst. Something facilitated the, the want or the need for these cuts. Right. Um,
3: otherwise, they would have just been off TV for the last six months.
2: You you know, a- another thing that's going to be really confusing to me, especially with the acquisition of the Beefs, Beefburg, beef Beefburg, driver Beefcast, to Comcast now, what are we going to do about Stump the Chumps? Because we won't have the four-man well, brain trust that we have. What are we going to do?
3: Well... I, uh, you know, uh, a little bit more fast count news for you. I actually just uh, sent uh, Comcast a message and told them that if I can't have you bums with me, then the deal's off. So um, that's that, that's just how Aww. much I love Aww. you guys because Aww. you guys are my family, and if I can't have my familia with me, money means nothing.
0: Now Aww. listen, don't. That's a nice mushy statement coming from him, but I don't want the other two of you to buy in to this propaganda nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's face it. I think. Oh, I know. I think podcast saw the writing on the wall. Like they probably took a look at the P3 podcast and went, all right, we're going to give this guy his own show. He's going to need some foils. Uh, I think it was smoking mirrors, honestly. I think it was smoking mirrors. I think, I think Beef was doing this to get himself some sort of a rub or to get a bigger <laughs> cut. Of that forty (laughs) nine ninety nine coming in, like I think it was a strategy. You know
3: nothing, ransom. You shut your whore mouth. All right.
0: See, see, right there, right there. I think he was trying to get that money to send him to the moon. moon. You know what? We were. We took it graciously. We didn't beg to go along with him. And now all of a sudden, (laughs) once you know, the three of us were like, "Well, we appreciate it. You know, we did it. We did as far as we can go. You know, we appreciate everything you've done for us. Now suddenly." He's turning tail and going. Well, I, you know, I told Tom Cass, like. <laughs>
2: I will say, maybe, let maybe, him maybe, fool maybe.
3: Don't let him fool you. That yep. was a strategy. Yep. I will say this: uh, projections have the beef coin outperforming the Doge coin in six months. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Bird. Anyway, so well, If that's uh, the truth. I'm a rich man. Speaking of uh, stump the chumps. Uh, before we Mr. before. Mm-hmm.
1: Before we do mm-hmm. that, I want to mention what uh, Booker T opened his mouth about. Alistair oh yeah,
3: Black. yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah,
1: really quick. So Booker T, uh, you know, came after <laughs> Booker T. He came after <laughs> and he he criticized Alistair Black for what he said about um about his time on the main roster. Which Alistair Black or Tommy End was very very gracious. He was and he spoke frankly. But he overall was happy with his time there. He was. He right. was, it, it was very pragmatic and more power to him. And I think he's a very smart man to do that. Or ten dollar um, words, pragmatic. Oh, so what you. what did um,
3: Booker
0: T what so, did Booker T say? I missed it. Booker T said, and I quote,
1: You can't uh this was uh when he was uh speaking on something that Booker T does. He said, You can't quote, you can't give a guy intro guy intro right not an intro but intro you can't give a guy intro give him a black gimmick a dark robe and go out there and become a star you know you put him on that thing mimics alistair black's entrance the thing is it did look cool but understand you can't just get that gimmick and think because of the smoke and mirrors you're going to get out there and get over alistair black is a good worker but i'm looking for a guy that's quote unquote talent I'm looking for a guy that's going to go out and do things totally differently than everybody else on the roster. Aleister Black and his MMA getup, his Kung Fu Karate Black Mask for the finisher. I get it. But for me, Aleister Black was a guy that didn't set himself apart from the rest of the guys in the locker room. Booker T, you are all of the incorrects. Every last one of them. Any incorrect that's ever happened in the world, you were wrong. You're wrong. And I understand. Sure, I'm biased because I really like Aleister Black and Tommy N. Like, I really do. But, like, to me, that's just kind of erroneous. Yeah. He had a presence. He worked that character. And if you listen to him talk about his character, the amount of, like, Easter eggs that he put in there was incredible.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Listen. I, I just got done watching the the Booker T biography from from the A&E series that've been going on. And and you know, I, I respect I respect everything that he's been through and the, and the fucking the hardships that he's had Absolutely. to go through. I, I, Absolutely. I, I'm not going to take that away from, away from him about at all, but I will say this. If that's really what Booker T is thinking right now, he is smoking all the crack that he probably used to deal back in the day. No. If, he, if he thinks that that opinion is right. Holy fuck is he so wrong. Like, You I'm, know what? I'm sorry. Like,
3: that entire diatribe feels like it was written on stationery at the top that said from the desk of Vince McMahon. Um, Which is weird because Poot's 100% right. Uh, Tommy Ann didn't like disparage WWE. He didn't come out and say, well, they kept me on the fucking uh, bench for fucking six months because they had nothing for me. He didn't come out and say, you know, they grossly misused my talents. He didn't do any of that. At the end of the day, he said, hey, I'm thankful for what it was. Now it's time for the next adventure. So, like, it's weird. That's what
2: everybody's done.
3: Everybody that just got
2: released has done that. Like,
3: Yeah. So it's weird that, like, they would single one person out but make no mistake. Booker T's is a company show. Chucky yep. Ducky Quack Quack ain't yep. gonna sell fucking tickets. But you know what? Vince McMahon's gonna pop every time he does it, so it's gonna earn him a fucking steady paycheck. Yep. So it does not... It would not shock me at all if that was a co- fucking company line that they fed Booker T. And Booker T was like, alright, I'll say it. Whatever. Um, because... Mm. I, You know, I don't like, like Poot said, I don't buy it. Like, that none of that is fucking true. That is just like the fucking brass ring talk uh, that, like, started Cesaro and Kids' team. Like, that's the kind of shit that, like, Vince McMahon says as a rhetoric. Somebody does it, and then he goes, Oh, I didn't mean you. Which, by the way, Did you know that they stopped giving the brass ring talk after WrestleMania?
2: Yeah, we talked about that last podcast. Did we? Uh, Yeah, I think. I think. If we didn't, I know we definitely discussed it recently. I, I feel like we talked about it last podcast, but if we didn't, then there you go.
0: But quick refresher, is that because there were too many people that started reaching for that brass ring, and when they saw that nothing came of all of their efforts, they got demoralized?
1: It was because of Zack
0: Ryder. Uh, OK,
1: yeah, it was because he actually did reach for that brass ring. People wanted him. People were cheering for him. And it was it was undeniable. And they stopped giving that talk because they're like, oh, shit. Uh, Well, uh,
3: we didn't expect you to actually believe that we mean things. Fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right.
3: But, uh, yeah. So we have uh, we we it, it, it's been a minute. We do have a stump the chumps tonight. Spe- speaking uh, of
2: people reaching for brass rings, you viewers out there, you listeners,
3: from our boy the midcard maniac, reach the for bastard, that, reach for at, that
2: brass ring, get yourself on the podcast.
3: All right, so here we go.
2: <laughs>
3: at the 1996 Royal Rumble, what wrestler earned entry by winning a battle royal in the USWA? Oh fuck. Well, he's straight into the point with this one, huh? Okay, then. Um. 96 Rumble, huh? So Yeah, who, that's a weird year.
2: So who won you, the 90s? That, you, who,
3: who did what? Won a what now? So, apparently to gain entrance into when the, the where, 1996 Royal Rumble, somebody won a battle royal in USWA. Um. Who, what wrestler earned entry by winning a battle royal in the USWA?
2: Okay, so let's think about this for a second. Who won the 96 Rumble?
3: Michaels? Yeah, I think yes. that was Michaels' second to back to
2: back. Yep. So wait, Michaels won 95 and 96?
3: I thought yes, he was
1: 96. Austin, Austin
0: won 97, 98. Yep. No. No, no, no.
1: Michaels no. was 96, 97. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. austin
3: okay, was so, 98 99. okay so that was michael's first year so that would have been before wrestlemania 11 just okay to
2: give a, yeah as i was gonna say so 96 rumble michaels wins is that the year that he goes you said that was right before wrestlemania 11 correct yes so that would have been does that is that iron man match or is that 12 i always forget
3: well it uh, was iron man yeah 12 okay. was iron man 11 was diesel
2: Okay, all right. I'm just kind of um, placing us in the in the zeitgeist around that time frame. So, so
3: '97 would have been the one in San Antonio with all the, um, like AAA wrestlers yeah. in it. So this is the year before that. Um, I don't watch the Michaels Rumbles because, you know, me and Shawn Michaels don't necessarily eye eye. Although he doesn't see eye eye with many people anymore. Hiyo. Wow.
2: Wow. wow wow! that's a dick move I, th- I think we might just fucking sell beef's contract out to fucking dish network or something i don't know fucking oh it.
3: not dish yeah uh so I, I fuck it.
2: we'll sell it to armstrong go fuck yourself <laughs>
3: poot you poot you you are an hbk guy and i know that you like the inaugural hbk win rum, rumble win who do you think?
1: Was that yep. the one with Skin the Cat? Yes. Had to be.
3: Yep.
1: Oh, boy, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who the hell was in there. See, the problem is with that one, of course, you just remember the iconic ending. You know, right. him and Bulldog. Yeah. Like, think, fuck, the Pixar rest of it. In there. The, the rest of it is so mediocre yes like it that's was. the thing it's soup the rest of that rumble is super nondescript and mediocre.
2: So, super I think, mediocre
1: i think that was the uh, god almighty dude you know how long it's been since i've watched that rumble so it's been a
3: I long
2: think, time I okay
3: I think we may have watched it two years ago so if, here's if my I'm not mistaken.
2: here's my question what which
3: was the uswa what was that Probably the, the United US States Wrestling, Wrestling
1: Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: that. I don't know where that's based out of though.
3: They were, um, they were like, uh, I, I think they were like a feeder system ish.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying like if, if that was something more in the southeast, southwest, central. Know, that sounds or... like
1: southeast. I was gonna. Uh, that was uh, Pedro Morales. Get him, boys. Um, Pedro oh,
0: Morales. Get boys. <laughs> um, was that was that? Did Jerry Lawler? Was he?
3: No, no wasn't the Lawler. Lawler Um, was still
0: on the the books at that point.
3: What about Jarrett? Jarrett? Like oh.
0: No, I'm not saying that Lawler win. I'm saying was Lawler involved in the USWA.
3: Oh no, I don't think so. Is that
0: one of his things?
3: No.
2: (laughs) No, no. Um here here's a question. It, Fuck, this is hard. In the in the ninety in the ninety six Rumble, was it just one of the? I can't remember which one it was. Didn't uh Michaels came in at one or two, didn't he? And yep. which, yeah. Yeah. One. Okay, which which Rumble was that at? Was that that at ninety six or ninety seven? Ninety six. Okay, so who did he start the match off with? Bulldog. Oh, real? Oh, okay.
3: Yep, yeah. and then they yeah, they, they finished the match two together. Okay. Well yep. fuck
2: me. Um that doesn't help.
3: Um I'm just I'm racking my brain.
1: I I keep wanting to say Barry Horowitz and that's not right. No. Um
3: Eddie. I don't think it was Jarrett either because I think Jarrett was around before for then, because I think he. Eddie, why did he was
1: uh,
0: like? Wasn't I thought USWA it, was in Memphis. It, it might have been, been. Which but I don't. Have, think, it wasn't it Law. Been. It what? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't Lawler. Because no, Lawler I mean, Lawler that, didn't Lawler yeah. didn't win his way into this Royal <laughs> Rumble match. I'm not Eddie.
3: Yeah. Who's. Who like so so tugging on that rope ransom because you 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 always have a weird way of untangling these kind of things.
0: Yeah.
3: Who were you thinking along those lines? If if USWA was in Memphis and the King was involved with them.
0: Well, I don't think the King is necessarily a focal point here. I'm just trying to put together like who would have been involved in USWA that would have also been in the WWE for a cup of coffee in this Rumble match. Oh, good lord.
3: I know when Jeff Jarrett showed up, he was like a, a title holder somewhere else.
0: He was the NWA. Was the what NWA? Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he came
0: out with Cornette. Rumble. Yeah. In the 98 Rumble, he came out as the NWA representative. You're he right. had the NWA belt and he was with Cornette. But that was 98. Man, this is why um, is is Eddie Gilbert a thing?
2: I have no idea.
0: I, I don't still know. No, then... oh, you son of a bitch! What? You've done it again. What? What I do? You did it again. Eddie Gilbert wasn't a thing, but there was a Gilbert that was a thing. Doug Gilbert was a thing.
2: Get the fuck out of here! What? <laughs> Who the, I've never even heard that. Who the, the fuck is guy.
0: Doug Gilbert? He wrestled. He was in ECW for a little bit.
3: I thought there was Eddie Gilbert.
0: Maybe am I or am I just maybe that was a different name of his? Um, no,
3: hot stuff. Eddie Gilbert was his only gimmick, as far as I know.
0: Okay, but there was a Doug Gilbert who who wrestled uh, in ECW for a while too, and I think he wrestled in Japan as well.
2: This is this is the most random fucking jobber are sounding you name.
3: Trying to say that Doug Gilbert was the guy ransom. I don't know Be- I- because with with poop pulling the name Eddie Gilbert out of nowhere and the way that you reacted, I know that you guys are 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 the HBK guys on the show. So I'm sure that you would have seen these Royal Rumbles more than myself. So, like, if you guys are striking a chord here, I'm going to trust you.
1: Well, I, I was just trying to think because those rumbles during the mid-'90s were just packed rough. with jobbers. Rough. To just rough. packed with jobbers. Like, you know, like, who, who was the... What was it? Wasn't Mil Mascaris
3: in one of them?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, Mill Mascaris he was, was in was one in of them. He was in 97
3: because they brought in all those uh, AAA guys because they were in San Antonio. Yeah. Like... And that's the
1: thing is that, like, you know, Mill Mascaris eliminated himself because reasons. Um, mm,
0: yeah, because he's a doofy.
1: Yeah. Well, well I mean, the, the man is like, the man yeah. was like 7,000 years old, God love him. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Sorry. A- so, a- in a- the weeds here. Oh, so yeah. So, Ransom, sorry.
3: why did you pop on Doug Gilbert? Like, what?
0: The name sounded familiar. That's okay. all. Like, the, the Gilbert name sounded familiar, but it wasn't Eddie Gilbert. Doug Gilbert sounded familiar. I know I heard him from ECW before and it wouldn't surprise me if that was one of the names that I heard in that Royal rubble.
1: I don't remember. I'm not trying to take this away because we know ransom does, does ransom shit. You know, he's here to do ransom shit. Well, and like, and
3: what, what, what gets me is you, you're, you're normally like a lot of times you're like a half step away. You'll get like part of it, which will then like resonate with somebody and they'll go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, So it it wouldn't shock me because I don't think it was Eddie Gilbert. I I don't. No, Um, like
1: I. The only thing is, just like I can hear Jr.'s voice in my head saying Eddie Gilbert.
3: You know, Eddie Gilbert. You know, wouldn't have been around at this point.
0: Wouldn't he have? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe wasn't. What was it, McMahon and the King?
3: He made a debut. Jr. did a WrestleMania nine. (laughs) But yeah. then uh, he didn't do commentary regularly until uh, WrestleMania 11, I think.
2: Ba- so this would have so uh, probably been uh, Vince and uh, Gorilla doing, or maybe nah, even.
3: probably McMahon and King.
2: Oh, there yeah. There was
3: one that was like McMahon and like Jim Duggan. I think there was one that was like McMahon oh, and Lord. Ted DiBiase.
2: Well, in any, so, in any this case,
3: this actually been the one. That was and 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 Ma- Yossi, if Ma- I was on gonna the say moment,
1: McMahon and Perfect, maybe,
2: maybe. Um,
3: Regardless, I I have no fucking idea.
2: I'm gonna I'm be. gonna say that I have no freaking clue who it would have been, but the fact that Ransom it struck a chord with Ransom. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Doug Gilbert as well. So if that's what Ransom's saying, I believe in you, Ransom. In Ransom, I trust.
3: That's what I'm oh, saying. Wait. Like for 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 Poot to just randomly like fucking like you know uh pull a fucking name out of the air like that and rant to go, wait, not Eddie Gilbert, but Doug Gilbert. we like, have so fucking we have nothing Saturdays. else to
2: go off of. Yeah,
3: I, I think if I'm I think if
0: I'm piecing this together in this in the chaos there's my brain. I wanna say that Doug Gilbert and Eddie Gilbert are brothers, and I okay. think they wrestled in ECW, not extreme, but Eastern Championship wrestling, and they they were a tag team, and they won a tag team belt in Eastern Championship Wrestling. And maybe that's where Eddie Gilbert jumped out at me. But I don't think Eddie Gilbert was the one who, uh, excuse me, won his way into the Royal Rumble. I think it was Doug.
2: I'm good with all doing right. that.
3: I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Doug Gilbert. All right. All right, here we go.
2: Here for it.
0: If we lose this, it's on me, and I apologize. That's
2: fine. We have right. we ha- we haven't strung together enough to be champs yet again, anyway. So it's all right.
3: Uh, the midcard maniac says that his wife was happy to make her podcast debut last time he was on, but he uh we probably won't hear from her again. Huh? Uh, the answer, holy fuck, is Doug Gilbert. Woo <laughs> Won the USWA Battle Royal to gain entry to the Royal Rumble. Jesus Christ, you two! Somebody look him up. See if he was actually the brother Let of me, Gilbert. Here, I'll, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. Jesus Kay. Christ, you two. You guys are.
2: That is right, that, amazing. That is amazing. Look.
1: That is right. something. Doug Gilbert. Okay. Uh, Born February 5th, 1969, uh, he wrestled for Jim Crocker Promotions. Blah 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 blah. He, yeah, he wrestled under the name that he Your wrestled brother. under the name in GWF as the Dark Patriot. Let's see, 92, uh, 93. Blah 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 blah. He returned to Japan wrestled wrestled like media under media? the Freddie. He was Freddy Krueger in Japan in sure IWA was. IWA. Um, let's see, in 96, Gilbert expanded beyond USWA. Into USWA, WCW, NWA, Mid-South. Blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for the...
3: Yes, he is. Ransom, he is Eddie Gilbert's brother.
1: Oh, yeah, Tommy Gilbert, family Tommy Gilbert and Eddie Gilbert. Nice.
2: Yeah.
3: And they were, in fact, ECW champions.
2: Son of a bitch. Wow. So, so we have one. At... We have the counter back at one.
3: Yeah, right? Look at the, look at the two-man power trip here. Yep. Maniac, my boy, my friend, mi amigo. Oh. I love hearing from you, brother. It's great that we get these questions because you had me. And you know what? If this was Stump Beef, you'd win, brother. And even if it was Stump Beef and Tom, you'd have had our asses. But my dude, what you didn't count on was the brilliant minds of Putin Ransom. Putting this one together. So for the first time in a long time. I haven't heard this in so long. So excited to say.
2: Ah, here it comes.
3: Mid card maniac. Hard you you Lose, sir. You get
2: nothing. Ah, feels so good. good.
3: Day. Oh my dick is hard. Six uh, to midnight.
2: Six uh, to midnight. A little bit of pre-com. A little bit.
3: Oh, okay. guess what? before we end it is officially june you know what that means
2: oh boy <laughs> hashtag
3: choose weight open
2: yes sir you want
3: our belt you want to come at the champ mr tiger bomb tom feel fucking free we have two events coming up this month we have uh nxt in your house next sunday Uh, And then uh, we have uh, Suspense and Defense uh, coming up at the end of the month. (laughs) So that means that you have two opportunities. Real quick, as everybody knows, it's about the matches you get right. We are moving to a point-based system. Uh, I will give you more information. We will give you more information on that, outlining exactly how that's going to work. Suffice it to say, we are working out ties... So that a certain someone can't keep holding the fucking belt. Here we go.
2: Salty as ever.
3: But it also means that there's going to be less ties for you, the viewers. So we want your picks, Maniac. We want your picks, Bob Gray. We want your picks, Lucha Brothers. We are no, Lucha Brothers. Dos Hermanos Lucha. Ooh, I mean, Wow. Lucha there you go. You yeah, fucking get, get the hey. Lucha hey. Brothers on yeah, here, too. Yeah, get the Lucha wh- Brothers on. I'm in. Why not? In. You know, we, we, we want your picks. If you have commented on one of our posts and said, here's my pick for Double or Nothing, and I saw that there were, I expect to see your picks for NXT in your house and Hell in the Cell. We want one of you fools to take this title from us well i, do. I want
0: that speak I for, for yourself
2: I want it so bad. first of, first of that... all before before anybody takes the title from me i want to make sure that bob gray gets that some bitch mailed out to me because i would i would like to i would like to see it in person up close he it to ransom. that's fine as long as as long it's as ransom. it gets some <laughs> jesus as long as it gets to you or me i don't care but but i would like to get it before the month of june is over
3: the bottom line is we are in the hashtag choose your open. It's open season. We will give you the guidelines. You have to listen to our shows so that you know when to post picks by. If your picks aren't in by deadline, disqualified, Uh-oh. you could be a perfect, you know, fucking six and zero at takeover. You could have fucking 87 points. I don't know how many points that's going to be there. You could have all the points in the world and we could suck fast. If you don't get your picks in for hell in a cell on time, you're out, brother. Wait.
2: So, what, brother. Would you say beef if if they don't get their picks in, what would you say that they lose and
3: they get nothing? Ah,
2: oh, there oh. it is. Now I finished. <laughs> uh, now I finished.
3: So, we will keep track. Uh we will post standings as we do, but you have to listen to our podcast to figure out when to post the picks by, what matches we're picking, and if you want some insight on who we're picking and why. Give us a listen. That's the breaks. And, and I'm sure we'll go over this too, but if you win the title, we got to see that representation on social media. We want to see a picture of you with the belt. You can add some bullshit to it if you want, as long as our logo is clearly visible on the middle of the fucking title. You can add your bullshit chicanery as long as we can remove it without too much of a problem. You do what you want. As long as we get a photo with you with the belt, we're happy. Those are the only... Those are the only rules. Otherwise, it's open season, boys.
2: Yep. Guidelines for doing the picks.
3: Whenever
0: freaking Bob Gray gets me that title, there's a caveat on whether or not our very own High gerbomb Tom (laughs) will get his hands on that belt. And that's if whenever I listen to his Among Us streams on Casual Gaming Dad's sponsor, by the way, I'm sure Poot will get to that later, But I I finished listening to this week's After uh, after Ransom Departed, and the content that I do happen to provide to Casual Gaming Dad in the form of suggestive gameplay Mm -hmm. has dropped off the radar as far as the trademark names. We've been referring to it much more these days as the vengeful spirit and open mic instead of the trademark names which they truly are so don't make me pull Shawn michaels and hold that belt hostage on you
2: oh here we go
0: oh yeah i don't do much well in my life but the things that i do well i would like to to see them a little bit
2: listen all i'm gonna say is i'm moving a lot closer my vengeance will be a lot closer and a lot more dangerous to you than it is from bethel park
0: yeah well you might uh you might have a dangerous tripod but let me tell you this. It's no match for the Beretta.
2: Hey. Just remember, <laughs> I don't have I don't have to be I don't have to be close enough for you for you to have the Beretta effect on me. I still gotta go three to five hundred yards away.
0: Oh, for like I'm telling you, you don't want to go up against best friends. You don't want to go up against <laughs> and best friends, and it won't, it won't end well. We're an effective tag team. <laughs>
2: Is the, I is, is, is the best friends effective up to 500 yards away?
3: Oh, yes, it is. Uh, All right, right. Poo, we're off the rails. All right we
2: are off the rails. Let's let wrap All right. this All right.
1: thing up. Bow, the best friends. All right. Yeah, so we're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be talking Uh, more about how we're going to be doing picks. Uh, Hopefully Beef and I, maybe Beef, we can get together and we can do like a little mini-sode explaining how this goes. Um, And and, and I think the thing is it not, despite, despite our joking and buffoonery, um, yeah, buffoonery, uh, the the new system is really good, not only to avoid just tie, 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 because of that, but it also makes you think a little bit. And we're also going to be eliminating last call. So um, it, it, it's going to, I think it's going to be good. We'll see we can always go back to the old way of doing it, but why not give something new a chance? Why not? Thank you all very much for listening to the P3 podcast. My apologies to my co host for me being late. Uh, I had to go do guitar player things. So uh, for tonight, accepted. it just had to happen. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. That's the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast. There's another, pod- there's another podcast called P3 Podcast. And you know what? We're coming for your ass. Also, oh. go on over to P3, uh, we're coming uh, wherever- for you. Well- Oh, oh, all my. right. No, don't go. All right. All right. Yeah. Don't go full, go, T. You you never never go, go full start booker. You critis- never You might start criticizing good talent. Anyway, um, <laughs> sh- shucky, ducky, quack,
2: quack. My <laughs> <right motherfuckers. laughs> shucky, ducky, motherfucking. Oh, you. no. You might
0: all right, start criticizing So good talent. Oh,
1: Go on, go on over oh. and check us out anywhere that you get your quality podcasts. Make yeah. sure you go check out uh, on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Pie, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, basically anywhere you find good podcasts, you can find the Pittsburgh Power Driver That's podcast. True. Also, I want to give a little special shout out to my buddies uh, Matt and Ethan over on the Hookah Chat oh. podcast. They've been listening and they love it. And Ethan is a huge wrestling fan, yes. and uh, so I want to give a special shout out to him. And make sure you go listen to them; they are hilarious. And they have a lot of good insight it's called hookah chats you can find them on spotify they are absolutely awesome I uh, and i also next- uh, i actually i'm going i was going to shoot him a message so yeah. uh, ethan ethan come for us if you can get that belt i will Yiggly. be thrilled Get, come for us! <laughs> oh my God! there. Also, yay, 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 yay! Tom, I know you get excited for all the the tripodiness, but calm down, okay? I'm oh. I'm. I'm hashtag team Beretta. Let's, um, (laughs) uh, so make sure you, you follow us on there. Also like us on Facebook. Okay. We're over there just again. Search for Pittsburgh powder, Pittsburgh, (laughs) Pittsburgh, (laughs) (laughs) Pittsburgh, (laughs) Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh (laughs) podcast (laughs) on there. Give us a like, and also while you're over there, make sure you follow (laughs) and watch the streams of Mr. uh, Casual gaming dad himself, tiger uppercut tom. Uh, we wanna we want to thank him very much for his constant support and also letting us have the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast t-shirt on his shop at goldgaming.com. Again, make sure that you go ahead and go on over there. That's goldgaming.com. Just search for Casual Gaming Dad. Get yourself some awesome casual gaming dad merch and pick up a Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast t-shirt. They are awesome. We all have one, and hopefully you will soon too. Uh, we also want to tell you, we want to send a shout-out to mr sean Tischler and uh, his work with iwc very excited and it's so cool i know we say it every week or at least i do oh. that um these guys from iwc are getting uh, you know getting a lot of great opportunities with wwe with aew a lot of cool places uh shout out to andrew palace who has been uh, kind of involved with aew and hopefully he will go a lot of great places uh we also want to thank frig off ransom off Ransom over there. Make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel. Hilarious content. Uh, very poignant and very fun. Uh, hashtag Trucker Hit. Trucker, the, uh, trucker Hit. Um, and uh, yeah, so make sure you do all those things. Um, and make sure, again, please send in your picks. Make sure to follow us again and listen to the podcast so that you can get your picks in and maybe you will be the next choo choo weight champion. For myself, the Barbarian Poot the Bard, Mr. Tiger, Uppercut, Bomb Tom, who is our reigning defending undisputed choo choo weight champion, Mr. Beef the Legend, and of course, Mr. Ransom the Madman. Have a wonderful evening.
0: Ransom Stinger! My stinger? Mine, 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 my stinger. Me, my stinger. Trucker hat. Don't fucking do it.